So we are, we are in chapter 2 on tonight, 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'm just continuing where Pastor left off, 1 Peter chapter 2. And tonight, um, just a recap, 1 Peter is a letter written to the elect persecuted Christians who were scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And uh, 1 Peter, it's a powerful letter, and it was reminding them that they are chosen by God and have a future hope in Jesus. So Peter offers hope to persecuted Christians and guides them with practical instruction on following Jesus. And that's where we are in chapter 2. And so um, chapter 2 does begin with the word so, and some of your Bibles it probably begins with therefore or wherefore. And in that case, anytime that happens, you've got to go back just a little bit to make sure that you get, you know, what was before that so that you have an understanding on it. Amen? And so I'm going to go back just a little bit to uh, 1 Peter 2, 23 and 24. And it says, uh, your new life did not come from earthly parents because the life they gave you will end in death. But this new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. And it says, as the prophet says, people are like grass that dies away. Their beauty fades as quickly as the beauty of wildflowers. But the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will last forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you, okay? And so it brings us up into our chapter, and I just want you to know, so this, because of this new life, which is not earthly and will not last forever or will last forever because it comes from the eternal word of God, and because people are like grass that will wither and fade away, while this word of the Lord will last forever. This brings us to chapter 2, and here we have, so get rid of all malicious behavior and deceit. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with hypocrisy and jealousy and backstabbing. Wow, that's just in verse one. You know what I mean? What? You know what I mean? Get rid of all malicious behavior. Malicious. So if I had to sum up real quick before, if I had to sum up this entire chapter, I would sum it up into spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is what God is calling us. He's just giving us practical instruction in how to live in this earth. And so in verse 1, we already begin with malicious behavior. Now, the word malicious, it, it just, it sounds, doesn't it sound kind of trifling? It says, the desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering on one another, either because of a hostile impulse or out of deep-seated meanness. Somebody just mean. Ill will, desire, the desire to injure somebody. You want to hurt somebody, put hands on somebody. Um, a wickedness that is not ashamed to break laws, huh? evil, or trouble. That's malicious. And it's, the Bible's telling us get rid of that behavior. Get rid of deep-seated meanness. Get rid of the desire to want to inflict injury on somebody or put your hands on somebody, 
Don't look at me crazy. Some people make you mad. Don't, 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 don't be looking at me like that. I know what I'm saying. But it, it also goes on to say, be done with hypocrisy and jealousy and backstabbing. Now, we're going to pause there for a little bit because I just thought it was just, it's profound how the word hypocrisy, the way it's used here, one of the definitions explains that uh, it's the acting of a stage player, hypocrisy. I need you to ponder that for a minute. Actors play roles and portray different characters in movies, and a lot of times, you know, the roles that they play are nothing like who they really are. And so hypocrisy, one of the definitions is the stage player, an actor. And the word of God is telling us, don't pretend to be good. Don't just pretend. Be good. Do it for real. Stop acting. Stop pretending. Being one way here and another way when you leave here. Being one way, one face this way and another face that way. Where I'm from, they used to call it two-faced. She two-faced. But um, get rid of that. Jealousy, so envy, backstabbing. What's backstabbing? Backbiting. Defamation of character. Speaking ill against someone to defame their character. Uh, with intent to harm with your mouth. Amen? God say, be rid of that. Get rid of that. That behavior. And then it goes on to say something that we definitely need to know. And it says, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you can grow into the fullness of your salvation. You must crave pure spiritual milk so that you can grow into the fullness of your salvation. Cry out for this nourishment as a baby cries for milk. Now, that you have tasted of the Lord's kindness. And so when we pause there for a minute with the craving part of the sincere milk of God, it just, I get the example of as babes. As, as, a, as a newborn babe desires the pure milk, the sincere milk of the word, the word desire is strong. It's, it's an ancient Greek term, and it's used to describe the deepest longing for God. It brings us to that scripture, you know, the scripture that says, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. That's Psalm 42 and 1. A deep longing. And in that regard, God wants us to desire his word the same way that a baby craves milk. Now, can you honestly say for yourself, and, this is, and you don't have to answer out loud, do you desire God's word in the way that a newborn baby craves milk? You think about that. A newborn baby needs milk to survive. Maybe that's, that's all the child is eating when, when it comes. Do you desire God's word in such a way? Do you long for that word the way that the deer panted for the water? Do you long for his word in that regard? It's just something to think about. And that, that's, that is how God is calling us to crave his word, to long for his word, to long for his instruction, his guidance, and everything that he, he leads us with in his word. He wants us to crave it in that way. Get your, get your mic, please. 
We get in trouble, me and you. That's a lot to swallow, if you will. Because, I mean, that's the only thing that sustains you. Because all yeah. your, your money going to run out maybe <laughs> one day. You know, and all the other stuff is going to run out. But, but the word of God is going to stand. So, Amen. That's, that's it. That's it. But do we really desire God's word in that manner? I, I think once you, once you start to, you, it's hard to stop. I mean, or if you do, you, you always find your way back to it. Always. And the idea is to start. We had a mic. Start. Major, I'll give you a mic. To me, the word of God makes you strong. And when you, when you feed your baby, your baby will grow. And when it grows, it grows. It's healthy. Amen. So with the word of God, it'll make you strong in God. It'll teach you. It'll guide you. You'll grow more in the Lord. Amen. Because of that word, it's feeding you. And that's what we need today is the word of God. It'll strengthen you when you're going through things. And with me, like if I'm going through stuff, and if I read a, a Bible verse, that was just for me for that day. Because that word, it, it, it's, it's like a, you know, food, you know, like, you know, regular food yeah. that make you strong. Amen. <laughs> but I just thank God for his word. Amen. I think that you can't wait until you're going through something to seek the word. This way, if you read it regularly, when the situation comes, and I'm finding that to be so true now, that I read it, and I'm reading it, I'm reading it, when the situation comes, I'm able to say, hey, get on off my shoulder. You just gotta go. I don't worry like I used to and anticipate and try to fix things myself. So it's, I thank God. Amen. Amen. And I think it is, she's right about, you know, it's a daily thing. It's something every day we have to do every day. Just like when you eat every day, because if, you, if you're not fasting, you know, you eat every day. But yeah. you've got to eat to be strong, to be healthy. But just like she said, it's like everyday thing. Amen. 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 On, on here, it does in my study, I read um, a theologian wrote, he said, the failure to either desire or to receive this pure milk of the word is the reason for so many problems in both individual Christians' lives and in the congregation. The failure to desire this word, to crave this word, or to receive this, the pure milk of the word is the reason for so many problems in both individual Christian, individual Christian lives and in congregations. And it just made me think, because the word desire, it's talking about, when it says the sincere milk of the word, it's talking about the pure word. Some people want a word, but they want a diluted word. They want a word that, that um, tell me what I want to hear, you know. Tell me the good part, but why would you have to say that part, you know. <laughs> Where God gives you a, you know, a, a, a 
something in the Bible and he says, if this, then that. You know, they want the then that. They want the plus, but they they don't want to operate in the if you did this, then that. You know, and so I think we got to get back to the, and all I'm pointing out is the sincere, the purity of this word and not just the fashion of the word and the sound of the word, but the sincere milk of the word, what this word is really telling you to do so that it can work in your life and so that you can grow thereby, like the scripture says, amen? Amen. And that just brings me to another point. It just says, um, the word is necessary for growth of the Christian. We should all desire the pure milk of the word. And even though, um, and this is a good comparison, even though Paul rebukes the, uh, rebukes the Corinthians for being able to only receive milk, if you look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, He's, he's rebuking them because they, can only, they only can receive milk and not meat. And these are two different, some people might try to, just because we're talking about milk, make a parallel. But in fact, he's saying something completely different there. He's telling them that you should now be on meat, but you're only able to receive milk. And if you would put a picture in your mind of a grown person drinking from a baby bottle. That's what he's telling them in Corinthians. But in this passage, it's not saying it. It's telling you to desire the sincere, the purity of this word, the truth of this word, the undiluted, the uncontaminated word. Not what you want it to be, but in fact what it is truly saying to you. That's the difference. And so, and both are true. Both are true. And so I just want to point out to you the desire. Yes, if we desire the sincere milk of the word, If you do that, I believe you will grow. If you desire this sincere milk of the word, what the word is really saying to you, and you operate and you apply the word to your life, you will grow. And I believe because some of us don't desire or receive the sincere milk of the word, this is the reason that that some of us do not grow. This is the reason that some people don't go further along, or you could spend 20 years in a church or 20 years under teaching and not be and be in the same place, if you would. That picture in your mind of the grown person drinking a baby bottle. Amen? Um, Let me see what the next scripture says. It says, cry out for this nourishment as a baby cries for milk, now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. And that goes back to what, kind of what Major was saying. Once you have tried and tested and you know that the word is good, you know that God is good, once you've tasted and seen for yourself, it's kind of hard to get away from that. And if you do get away from that, if you remember his kindness and his goodness and what God done for you, you know, what he's done for you the last time, it's kind of hard to stay away from that word or get back into that practice if you have tasted what that's like. Amen? So, so, so I got a quick question here. You know, because you, 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 know, you, you said, you know, if you taste it, it's hard to get away from it. But then you, your, your previous comment said, you know, or alluded to the fact that there could be someone that's been doing this for so long mm-hmm. and they're still doing those things that are not, right. con- you know, conducive to growth. 
And so, so my question, I guess, is, so is it that person, is, is it that person didn't desire in the first place? Or, or I mean, how, how can that, I mean, because. How can that be? Are you, yeah. are you receive? you can sit under a word that's being preached and not receiving it. You can sit here and you can be faith. You can be faithful coming, and not have an understanding of what this word means. And, and and then I think too, I mean, I don't think how old we get or how spiritual we get. I think sometimes we still seek our own desires, and then we allow our flesh. To get in the way, and the Bible says you got to kill your flesh every single day, every morning you wake up. And I think if you stay on that path, yeah. But there are times when you say, "Hey, I, I want what I want." That's what gets us in trouble. Or you can get complacent by just sitting there and just barely getting enough to get by. Or, or you stop reading the word for. A, a period of time, or if you stop saying, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't need to go to Bible study anymore. Well, I'm good. I, you know, I, I know enough." When you stop doing those things, it's, it's. I think it's like Pastor talked about. It's subtle. It, it doesn't happen all at once. It's just subtle. Mm -hmm. Okay, you stop spending two hours a day, and now you got to wait till the game go off before you pick up the Bible. And by this time, you're sleepy. And then you might get two sentences in, and then your face is in the book. And then you say, well, I'll get to it tomorrow. And then tomorrow you say, I'll get to it. Well, the other thing is I know uh, when the uh, spies went over and spied out the land, the promised land, you know, some of them came back and saying, hey, there's giants over there that's we're small, we can't. So I think the fear, we, and even though they taste the milk and honey, they still came back and gave a bad report. And so I think sometimes the fear, even though you taste how good God is, but the fear to move forward can be a hindrance block because you don't know what the next step is. So even though you taste it and, and it tastes good to you, but moving, forward in that right direction can be a hindrance. But, but I mean, so, so if you taste it and it tastes good, I want more. You know what I mean? I mean, I ain't well, scared. I ain't scared. I'm like, the spies okay. went over and came back and it was only, I think, what, two that gave a good report? And all of them tasted it. Good to them. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know. And different, different. I mean, hey, and I'm, I don't know exactly what your, his point, but um, I think there are people who have tasted and who have fallen away from from um, following Christ. You had somebody who was on fire for God at one point, and for maybe some life situation, for some reason or another, they found themselves. And it's like you said, subtle. You didn't wake up and you were so yeah. far away. You, yeah. It was a gradual falling or not coming or whatever. But in Latham's point, I think Latham was trying to make that, hey, how can you um, be here for, for 20 years and you, and, and, and you know, <laughs> you still, um, yeah. Well, and the thing is, 
And I don't want to get confused with you still on milk or not because this one is desiring the sincere milk of what the word really means. Some people, when they find out what the truth is and what the Bible is requiring, it's requiring you to live holy. It's requiring you to, to do some things that you may not be willing to do. You may not be ready to, to make a change in that area. You were good up until he started to talk, the preacher started preaching about that. Everything sounded good. It was yes and amen until he said, sell all that you have and give to the poor. Like you was on fire until he said, you know what I mean? Whatever that is. And some people are not willing to make some of those changes or make some of that. And so they stay where they are. Complacency. I mean, you could, I think you can, you can be preached to for 20 years, but if you never study this Bible for yourself or if you never get an understanding of the Bible, because you have to get an understanding of where you are in life and what the Bible is saying to you at that point. But you can come to church every Sunday and be preached to. And not change. And not change. And not change at all. And not grow. I was, that's my whole point that I was trying to make. It's some people that they can be here and not be growing. Not say it. I, you know. Amen. It's it possible. Could, it could it be if they stop if they stop reading the word and not really getting into it, could it be if they stop, you go backwards, you won't go forward, you know, and you can't grow, you get weak. You get so weak till you just don't want it anymore because you're not getting fed, you know, seeking and then getting that word and and I really believe you can get weak and go backwards, stale or forward. Yeah. So um, just eating that word of God will keep, really keep you strong. Amen. And also keep in mind that some people, we're, we, we're blessed to be in a church that teaches the word. It kind of teaches. But every church, do you think every church teaches the word in that degree? You know, to that, to where you can get an understanding, to where you understand what the word is saying to you? Or you go in there in church and you holler. For, for 20 minutes, and you scream and you shout and you leave out and you haven't learned anything. And you haven't changed, you have nothing that has convicted you to change. And so you go out and you live your life and you haven't, you're not growing spiritually. You're not maturing because what are you eating? You know, and everything is not a shout and a dance. You have to dwell with, with not, you know, you're zealous, but you need to be zealous with knowledge, knowing what this word is saying. Know why you're shouting, you know. Amen. We got to move. So, um, verse 4, come to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by the people, but he is precious to God who chose him. And now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What's more? What's more, you are God's holy priest offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. And it goes on to, um, I'll get into that. But coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by man, but chosen by God and precious, who also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, holy, uh, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so, P 
Peter's picture here is that God is building a spiritual temple, a spiritual house using living stones. That's us. We are the living stones, Christians. Those who have come to the ultimate living stone, which is Jesus Christ. And so he is using us to build that, that spiritual house. And so the spiritual house does show us um, as much as Israel had a temple, Christians also have one. Yet the Christian's temple is spiritual, and they themselves are the temple. And so Jesus is first called the living stone, and then we are called living stones. We live because we are connected with him who is a source of life. Amen? And it's in union with him that they live. And the answer to the end of their regeneration as stones of a building are no use but as they occupy their proper places in the building. And so when we get to that, when we get there, how are you a living stone? Just knowing your part. How are you a part of Jesus Christ? How are you a part of making that spiritual house which God is calling you to? Amen? So it says, go ahead. Will you talk to that? Well, you have that. Well, to me, the relationship with the Lord. Okay. Amen. Amen. But chose, it says chosen by God as much as God chose Israel. And so the first thing is to know that you are chosen. What's chosen? I don't know. God gave this to me. Choice meat. And I was thinking, like, what's choice meat? I don't know enough about, about meat, you know what I mean? But choice meat. Somebody talk to me about choice meat. Prime. Huh? The best of the pick. The best of, of what there is. And so, <laughs> you being chosen, I'm trying to find my um, choice, you being chosen by God, knowing that you are chosen. I like how it says, but you are, and it's later down that it says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, his own special people. And so, what does that mean to you? What is it to be chosen? Precious. Somebody talk back to me. What is it to be chosen? Somebody to choose you because they think that you are special. Amen. Consecrated. Set apart for God's use. Set apart for God's use. And you know, when you, you look at the person who chose you, too, right? I mean, you, I mean sometimes you got to personalize that thing. The creator and the maker of everything reached out and said, hey, major, I'm choosing you. You know what I'm saying? So, so that in itself should, should motivate us to, to, to accomplish some of those things that, that he desires us to accomplish. Because now I realize this, this is, I'm not living this life for me. I'm living this for somebody who chose me, who happened to be the creator and the maker of, of everything. You, you see what I'm saying? That's a true, I mean, that, that is awesome. And, and so sometimes I think we, 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 we don't grasp the awesomeness of being chosen by God. I mean, not only the chosen part, but I mean the sacrifice that he gave for me. 
as crazy as I was? But come to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple, a cornerstone. And it talks about in a study where the cornerstone is the corner of where two walls meet. And one of the theologians was discussing that being the Gentiles and Jews, bringing that into one, one where we have the same promises that they had, Gentiles and Jews. And so just recognizing God as that chief cornerstone. It says Jesus Christ is the cornerstone, the same cornerstone as in Psalm 118. He's the stumbling stone of Isaiah 8, the foundation stone of Isaiah 28, and the supernatural stone of Daniel chapter 2, and the rock that miraculously gave Israel water in the wilderness. It's something about when somebody is the cornerstone, when somebody is the main ingredient, the main part of a thing. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. If we are being built into a spiritual house, there's no doubt about who the chief cornerstone is. And even though men rejected Jesus, he became that chief cornerstone in the work of building up the church. Amen. Is he that cornerstone in you, in your individual temple on tonight? There's something for you to think about. Is he the chief cornerstone in your life? Amen? Then I read, and now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are God's holy priests who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. And as the scriptures express it, I am placing a stone in Jerusalem, a chosen cornerstone, and anyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. And some, some uh, Bibles say will never be put to shame. Some will say, never make haste. You believe in Christ. Have you ever been disappointed? <laughs> Do you feel that you have ever been put to shame? I'm just talking to you from sincere milk of the word. As we, that's what that is saying. He who believes in me will never be disappointed. But what does it mean in that regard? What, is, what do you think that passage is saying to you? He will never let you down? Right. Huh? Yeah. Or are you thinking about being disappointed? Thinking as if you... Once you came into Jesus Christ, you would never have to, ha to deal with anything that this life has to offer. You would never have to go through any trial or tribulation. You would not have, never have to experience anything. And that's, so that's not what he's saying. But you will not be disappointed in him. He won't let you down. He is, in fact, the guarantee. He, you know, his word is what it says that he is. Amen? Amen. And so just to get that out of there, because some people have never been disappointed. Well, I don't know about that. Never be put to shame. Have you ever felt shame? Disappointed in Christ? Disappointed? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been disappointed from life circumstance. Disappointed from something that's happened, but not disappointed in him. 
in what he's able to do, in who he is. There, and there is a difference. Amen? It says, yes, he is very precious to you who believe. But for those who reject him, the stone that was rejected by builders has now become the cornerstone. And the scriptures also say he is the stone that makes people stumble. He is the stone that makes people stumble. How is he the stone that makes people stumble? When you don't believe in God, when you don't believe what his word says and you don't apply it and you don't live by his word, the same words that's life to somebody who's shouting and running and, and, and having victory, that same word can be to somebody death because you're not living by what the word of God is saying. You're not doing what that word is telling you to do. And so how is he a stumbling block? Do you, can you remember Christ's word being a stumbling block to you when you were not living for Christ? Huh? Probably because you didn't know the word, right? But you knew the word was telling you to do certain. It's the very reason why people won't come, why people won't, don't want to taste and see how good he is. The very reason why people are not willing to, ah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that church thing. I'm not, yeah, I'm not ready. I'll come when I'm ready. I'll come when I get myself together. I'll come when, when things are a little bit, when I, you know, when I get a little bit better. That word is a stumbling block. For some people. When I was in the world and I was doing my own stuff, I used to tell people, you know, I'm going to clean up my life and start going back to church. But the more I said it, the less was happening. Until I realized that not until I started going as I was, I was never going to change. Because I needed Jesus to change me from the inside and I couldn't do it outside there. So I had to come inside to gradually go ahead and start changing to get to know him better and have a better relationship. Amen. Amen. That very next passage tells us why people stumble. I'm just trying to get, get it out of you guys. It said they stumble because they do not listen to God's word or obey it. And so they meet the fate that has been planned for them. You don't obey this word, you know. The end there is what? Destruction. That's right. <laughs> Many other plans of the man. But God's plan is but plan he has for you. And so the end there is is not it's it's not life. It's destruction. And it goes on, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a kingdom of priests, God's holy nation, his very own possession. And this is so you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. He called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And so this is what, like Myrna said, once you were not a people, now you are the people of God. And once you receive none of God's mercies, now you have received his mercy. Think about the difference. Is he a stumbling block to you now when he comes through and when you understand what this word is saying to you? 
you got something to shout about when you know what God's word means to you and what he's done for you. But when you're on the other end of that, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> Your victory in somebody else's demise of, oh, no. You know, we like, he's coming back. And somebody said, oh, no. <laughs> I need to get myself together. I got to get my, my house in order. There's some things I need to, to get straight. And not to say that we have arrived and we are completely there. But when you're living for Christ, you know, hey, you're repentant. You're living a life accountable to God. Amen? And you know, Adrian, when, when I hear you read those scriptures, it looks like he's reminding us who we are. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you who you are. And, and, and so it's almost like this is who you are. Now live up to, yeah. to that, that that's, standard. That's, that's, that's good because, yeah. because, I mean, who we are as God's children places value on our lives, not what we have, not what we own, all those things. It's who we are in Christ that places the value in our lives we are we are we are a child of God that's the most valuable thing that we can be I agree with what you're saying Minister Lathan and um I think he's trying to remind us of who we are and who's inside of us because if I put if I get a big boulder or marble and I put it on a stage and I break that marble and it break into pieces, all those pieces still represent that main stone, that main marble. Amen. And he's trying to tell us like, everything is packed on us. For him to say that we are royal, holy nation. priesthood, a holy nation, chosen generation, even when we read the passage before, it talks about it was already preordained, predestined. Some of us was already chosen on his mind even before the foundation. Yeah. That alone should give you uh, something in the inside to know you were in the mind of God before the foundation. Mm. Now, some of us come along, you know, and but it, it's, it's powerful and it, it's deep. You know, but yes. Is, that alone should just give us a whole lot of excitement, yeah. And that's and it's not just for us. It said this is so you can show others the goodness of God, because He called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. How do you? I mean, it's not just for you. Right. And and not to say everything, but <laughs> yeah. that, that's another thing too, Adrian. Because when He pulled you out of that darkness, it's not for you to be quiet. It's not for you to be quiet, it's for you to, if we believe in the gospel, and the gospel is sharing the good news, you gotta share it. And at the same time, when you're sharing it, you're supposed to, be, you're supposed to get excitement. When you look at the things he brought you out of, so how you have that spirit in you and you can't get excited? How you have that spirit in you and you can't clap? How you have that spirit in you and you can't say just a amen? But you could jump up or down at a, at a, at a game or something, you know? And, and, I, and I, I don't add to that because I just think it's because you hearing the word, but you're not really understanding what God is saying to you, what, who God is telling you that you are. There's some people walking around that don't know that I'm a, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a, I'm a holy nation. They don't know who they are. And so they don't operate 
in who they are. They don't walk with that authority that God has given them because they don't even know that they have it. And that is what, why it's important that we desire the sincere milk of this word. We understand what this word is saying. This word is not just reading, oh, you are a holy nation. You are royal priest. No, you are royalty. Yes. I've called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. And if you just know the difference between darkness and light, if you just, if you've ever been in darkness, if you ever lived a life of darkness, you know the complete, hey, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. And when you know that, you can walk in that authority. You can live that authority. You can show others. You can tell others about that. But until then, you got somebody sitting there, complacent, staying where they are, stagnant. Go ahead, sis. It's not, you're not on. As Pastor stated last week, he said that uh, when we realize what we was paid, what was paid for us, um, we then realize how valuable we are. Mm. We should live like we we was overpaid for. You know, you know, I do because Amen. y'all don't know my story. I do. Amen. 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 I, and and that's the whole point of. You're sitting under a word, but you don't know what the word is saying to you. Are you growing? Are you maturing in this word? Do you even have a desire for this word and what it truly means? What, and when you grasp a little bit of what this word is saying to you, it should cause, it, it, I mean, it will cause a change. You know, the word, it says the word is alive, it's active, it's, it's sharper than a double-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, bone and marrow. The word is able to do that if you allow it to. If you let that word and you get an understanding of what that word is saying and you're willing to listen to the sincerity of what that word is, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change something in you. But if you refuse it, you don't want to believe. If you, 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 you shy from that word, the same word that changed my life is that stumbling block for you. Amen. 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 And so... Show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. In verse 11, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, you are foreigners, aliens here, and so I warn you to keep away from evil desires because they fight against your very souls. Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's a mouthful. First of all, you are foreigners. You are aliens. <laughs> Some Bibles say you are, sojourner, you are sojourners. You're pilgrims. I said, well, what, let me see. You know, you know you, you've heard pilgrim. It says one who comes from a, a foreign country to reside among the natives. A person who journeys to a sacred place for religious reasons. Look at um, sojourners. A Christian whose home is in heaven. A, tempor- a temporary resident, an occupant. So I got a news flash. This is not your home. Huh? Text somebody and say, you don't live here. Like, you, you, it's just temporary. 
this, this is not your home. And you going on and on and, 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 and acting like this is it. This is not it. So you might build your life, you building up on things to live here comfortably and, and to, to have it all here. And when it's all said and done, where will you spend eternity? If all your focus is here, this is not your home. <laughs> you're just passing through, Latham. You're just passing by. It says a temporary resident, an occupant. We live in this world, huh? But we're not of this world. Go ahead, sis. Okay. I, you know, what brought to my mind about, you know, when you say that this is not a home, don't that really make you really just want to take in the word, go buy that word so you can go to heaven? I mean, <laughs> because how can you not live holy and you know that you're going to heaven? And because it's always warning before destruction. Amen. You know, when the word comes forth, when pastor preach and we listen, when he say different things. And, and, and it made me thought about before this um, the virus thing came up. I thought about, I remember Pastor had said one time before, it was like he was saying that we need to pray three times a day. And I was listening at that word and I was taking it in. And then it seemed like a couple weeks later the virus came. I said, see, God was preparing us. When that word come forth, we got to pay attention because mm -hmm. when Pastor preached that word, it's for us to take it in. And because there's always warning before destruction. So that, to me, was like a warning right there. Pray three times a day. If you've been praying, there would be a lot of people here tonight. I mean, you'd be like, oh, glory to God, because, you know, I prayed those, like Pastor said, pray. And, and, and when you pray, I mean, it, it helps you when you pray. You yeah. know, it strengthens you, and it, it, and it takes away that fear. You don't fear as much as you do now. You know, it's like, it's something there that will help you through this thing you're going through, like the virus. Pray your way through that thing. Don't fear Amen. because, you know, the word of God is real. You know, he, his word, you know, he'll protect you. He'll keep you, you know. There's Amen. people dying before the virus. What about them? You know, I mean, we can't fear that thing because that's what the enemy uses to keep us to get stronger to God, you know. And if, if, and if you use all of those things that's not positive and thinking the way you're thinking, because, see, that's the enemy works on is your mind. And if he know he got your mind, you know he got you. So that's why it's so important to hear the word of God and take it in, pay attention when the word comes forth because that word will help you and it strengthen you and it make you strong, and, and, and you'll go by that word because we know what God is doing. He's doing something to help us, to prepare us for that day coming. That's good. because Yeah, I, and I know you're going off of, so I warn you, keep away. The warning is Zucom. This word is a warning. This word will warn you. This word, so I warn you to keep away from evil desires because they fight against your very soul. If you really think about that, evil desires fight against your very soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. Evil desires, and sometimes that's your evil desires. <laughs> your, your own, the own things that you struggle with. You know, some people can say, oh, the, the, the devil made me do it. But, you know, 
You carried away by your, by your own lust, the words say, by your own lust, by your own desires, which war against your soul. And so Peter in this passage, he understands that fleshly lust war against your soul. And to be a Christian, that means you might have to fight against the lust of the flesh. And the battle continues. As long as we live in this flesh, there's going to be a battle. You are going to battle against your very, you know, your very flesh. You know, your body might want one thing, but you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't know what the word says. So those struggles and those battles will come. And so that's why this is practical, you know, just practical instruction on how to mature, how to grow, how to live in this earth. Amen. He points out here, and in my study I was reading, it says, it's easy to see how the pursuit of fleshly lust can destroy our physical body. He said, ask the alcoholic that's dying of liver disease or the one that, the person who has AIDS or high blood pressure, you know, just the different, it's easy to see how when you're carried away with your own fleshly lust, what that can do to you physically. What can that do to you spiritually? <laughs> what, what do your sins, how do your sins carry you away spiritually from what God has for you? We see what it does physically, what some sin can do physically to the body. Yeah. But we never think about that, how you're being separated from God spiritually. No one thinks that far out because you, you might not necessarily see the end right now. You don't see, you know what I mean? The, you can see physically, oh man, if I do that, that's going to happen. But I don't know if anybody thinks that far out. If you don't know damnation or, hey, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Nobody wants to talk about that. That's right. We don't talk about that. But there, the, what sin is? Leads to death. Amen? It says having your conduct honorable among other people, among people you work with, among as you go about in this life. It says this kind of godly living makes our conduct honorable. And those who don't know God want to know. They want to know, how, why is she different? Why is he different? How, how did he overcome that? How did she overcome that? And that's why it is important, when it is important that you share your testimony. Or if somebody who knew you when you were in darkness and they see you now, your life is a testimony, but how greater if you were to tell them, man, this is, how I, this is how I did that. This is how I kicked the habit. This is how I made it out. This is why I'm not the same. This is God delivered me. There, there's something in that that is not just for you. That's for you to add to those living stones, for you to make other living stones so that there's a, a spiritual house. Amen? Amen. Gonna give you the mic. <laughs> you are a stone and you're making other stones because it's a spiritual building, you know? And I just like that point. That's good. What you said because we all are important and we all have a part to play in this. You know? Right. Right. How do you get other, you know, the whole point is to mature. Part of that maturity and growing and, and applying this word is to share that, is to share the word. It's to bring other people. Sometimes, you know, the word is so good. And when you, find, when, you, when you think about when you first had a relationship with Jesus, when you first got saved and you were running on fire, you had to tell, you had to tell somebody. 
You were, it was so good that you couldn't help but to share. You couldn't hold yourself back. What he, Jeremiah said was like fire. Hey, sometimes it was, you know, God is so good. And that's how good he's supposed to be to you to where people can see it on you. Yeah. And then if they, they, some people are going to ask you, man, so how, I noticed that you don't do this or you don't never do that. It's supposed to be catching. He's supposed to be making other living stones for this spiritual house. Amen? Amen. And then what about this? Respecting people in authority. Uh-oh. <laughs> Respecting people in authority. For the Lord's sake, accept all authority. All authority. Accept all, all authority. The king as the head of state and the officials he has appointed. For the king has sent them to punish all who do wrong and to honor those who do what is right. Let's apply, apply that today. Let's make that relevant today. So we respect all, all authority. It's so quiet. Wow. And it doesn't say that they had to be Christians or that they had to be doing everything that was right, or that they had to be living right. It's, it said respect all authority. So, you. so you say. <laughs> I didn't say it. In oh, verse okay. <laughs> and, so, and I can see how that could be a struggle. I can see how that is a struggle. But yet the word says that. Go ahead, maybe. Uh, no, I lost my. No, no, no. Yeah, he said all, all. The Bible, yeah, the Bible said all. So if that causes you uh, not to not to lose conscious of who you are, but to get you out of to get you out of character. Okay, I see where you're going. So right. Yeah, that. And that, that's that. becomes one of them struggles, one of those fleshly, you know, one of those, I think, it, and I won't say fleshly, but that becomes a struggle. If so, when we say all authority and the authority that you, that is over you is maybe not in line with God or maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe, yeah. Yeah. say that, maybe, yeah. okay, guys, every, they just not, let's call it what it is. I mean, we trying to say the sincere milk of the word, but yet God is still saying all authority. So, so we're respecting their position. Okay, okay. Not necessarily Damn. the person. Okay. Can we get away with that? I don't know, maybe. Well, I don't know if we can get away with that. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. You can need a mic. We're all fighting against blood and flesh. And then Gloria. Agent, it's, it's a struggle for me because okay. I respect the position that person is in, but <laughs> Go ahead, they're not respectful and they don't respect me. So it's a struggle for me struggle. to respect that person. Not saying that I don't, but it's a struggle. Pray for me. Okay. <laughs> We're fighting against. But pressure. are they doing the things of God? Uh, I think that has a point into it too. No. Uh, I, I don't think that, that no. plays into it. To be honest with you, if you read the, the scripture, the scripture. <laughs> Come on, Latham. I mean, 
It ain't, it ain't money. No. It's saying, hey, respect authority. Period. Dot. Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with their behaviors. Right. But you still gonna respect the the authority Thank that you. they have. Like for example, let, let's you know, let's bring it down to something that you know <laughs> that we can. Hey, listen. Yeah. They, yeah. Thank you. Hey, Trump. Boy, what did some things that I just don't agree with? But he was president. Right. He was in the authority. And the Bible says, a Christian, you will respect that position of authority. The position, not the man. Can we Go ahead, Mar uh, Marna, before they get you. <laughs> what I'm saying is that we're fighting against principalities and powers. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. Hold you on. see? And because of that, sometimes we get into our flesh where we see we look with, with, with our eyes. You know, I, most of the time after prayer, I said, Lord, allow me to see people with your eyes and not with my own because that's how you come ju become judgmental. Amen. But to get respect, you have to give respect. But that's my belief. No, that's your belief. That's a word but, he's saying. Yeah, she just said for uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against no, principality. You got to oh. give respect. Yeah, that no, that's, biblical. yeah, that's not biblical. Uh, well, it's not, you're right, it's not biblical, because when you give respect and don't get respect, then what? You give <laughs> that's what, and that's what the word is saying. Yeah. yeah. When you give respect and don't get respect, keep giving respect. There you go. Keep, keep giving respect. Here you need a mic? Get a mic. I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> when you say you keep giving respect, but you're not Getting respect, like he said, you keep giving it because you have that self-respect of yourself to know that you have that much faith in God. That's all right. You're fighting all your battles. So no matter what, that person, you pray for them. Amen. You pray for them. Yes, you respect the office or the position that they're in, but in that position is still a human being whose soul you still need to pray for. Regardless, I, I've been there. You pray for him, and I even had to tell him, I, said, I don't understand what you're going through. <laughs> but what I will do for you, I will continue to pray for you. I don't agree with what you're doing and how you're doing it. But as a human being and as a Christian, I'm going to pray for you. Amen. And I will continue to pray for you. And as long as I have my self-respect, I'm not going to let you bring me down because I got God on my side. Amen. Right. Amen. And like the Bible said, he would make your enemies your footstool. All right, boys. All right. Yeah, but, but what about my daily peace? <laughs> but, and that's why it's a struggle. Joyce, you need a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If you practice that, okay, this is where you got to learn to leave your human side away from your Christian side. Man. Because if you practice that, you will, God will give you your peace. He'll give you peace. In the midst of your storm. That's it. It's coming. Yeah. And, it, and we're not saying don't it's easy. Don't be doubting no, 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 Thomas. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm not being doubting Thomas. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying, don't be, it's like, I know you're thinking, like, I need to have some peace at it. Well, your peace comes from your faith 
in God and your self-respect and knowing he's there. Mm -hmm. He got you. He's going to give you your peace. Mm -hmm. All right, Joyce, let, let, Major, let, him, let him talk, Joyce. Let him, talk. I mean, <laughs> let him say something. <laughs> Boy, go ahead. No, go ahead, no I, was, I was bringing it a little closer to home. And Latham, he used Trump as an example. Uh, so I was bringing a little closer to to the unsafe boss that I work for that I got to go deal with every day. We, we can sense something, man. That I, that I got to go deal with every day. And, and, and I'll be completely honest. I mean, my, my peace is at stake. Yeah. And, so that's, for, and that's why for, it's a struggle. It's, that's, that's no one, a struggle. No one said, he didn't say it was going to be easy. He didn't, he didn't say... He didn't say you weren't going to struggle. In fact, in fact it said the tr tests and trials come to make you stronger. <laughs> he didn't say that it was going to be smooth sailing and everything was going to be all right all the time. He said you're going to go through these tests and trials, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to develop your character, that you'll be more like him. We're not saying it's easy, and, I, and, and yeah. I'm sure more than less people have dealt with someone who For is sure. difficult, sure. hard sure. to love, hard sure. to sure. respect. But do you respect them in spite of them is where the test and where the trial comes in play. And whether you pass it or not, depending on whether you operate in what Joyce is trying to tell you, are you operating this word, at, which is in Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance. You just can keep that in your mind and God knows in the midst of while you going through on your job you are not thinking that far along but we, maybe we ought to just imagine if, I, if your child used that same analogy on you you dad <laughs> but he ain't respecting you cause I don't like the way you operate I, I can see that. If, 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 if I'm coming home drunk every day uh, and my, my child's like, Dad, look how you're acting. Mm -hmm. you look, how, look how you're acting, Dad. That's behavior. Yeah, look, look how you're acting, Dad. No, why, why am I respecting that? Yeah, I know you're my dad, and I love you for that. But look, look how you're acting, Dad. Okay. I mean, how, how does that's that go? That's, 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 that's fair, but come on. Come on, we... Yeah, we're not saying it's hard. We're not saying it's, 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 it's easy to do. That's not the, it didn't say it's easy to respect, the, you know, all authority. <laughs> it just said respect all authority. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Allow him to fight it for you. I, would, I do. Let's define respect. But if you think about it, look what Jesus went through. No, I'm just saying. You who, is, who is you? If God went through it, why can't you go through it? You know, <laughs> because it's not, be honest with you, it's not about us. It's not. But see, that devil know that weak spot. He's going to keep working on it. If he keep hearing you saying that, you know what, I, I just don't have no peace. See, the devil already heard that out of your mouth. There's power in your tongue. Okay, devil, but you know what? You are defeated. I do have peace. I, you speak those things. And it'll come to exist because the enemy will work on that weak spot if he's listening to you. Because that there was a spirit as well. But see, yeah, yeah, I, but I, I, we I got to we got to realize that <laughs> we're gonna go through things long you're living. You're gonna go through trials and tribulation. <laughs> and so um, when you go through like that, 
you're going to have a testimony later on. That'll help somebody else. But if you're not strong, get in the Word and find some things in that Word on peace, how to get the peace. Just look up the Word in the Bible and it tells you about the peace and what you need to how to get over this thing because it's all about God. It's not about us. So that Word is what we need. Yeah, and, and you're right. And, and I do have peace. It's just from 7 o'clock to 4 o'clock. When I got to deal with this dude. It's not going to be easy. It's not yeah, I, I know it's not going to be easy, but and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm working through easy. that. But I'm telling you. Okay, that's, that's you just be Just don't give up. That's all I'm no, saying. No, no, I'm not giving don't up. Give Thank you, God. I'm not by myself. <laughs> yeah, and you're not the only one. So that's, and that's no, why it's a, it's a test. But we work, we work for, for people, but we work for people as if we're working unto God. That's right. And, and look it's at the all about God. And look at the testimony that you have. That's around it. the people who probably watch how you operate, yeah. knowing that this, you know, that this, this yeah. is happening. Man. Yeah. That's that next point. Yeah. He's talking about next point. You got the mic? I think it's, you got a mic? It's the like that they okay. do see in you that they don't, that they're against. That's what's in you. I so believe that. They intimidate about the light that's within you. So I just constantly just pray and motivate myself. It, say, it says this <laughs> is why Spirit we take control. Hey, it says this is why we obey the government. Since governments have a rightful authority from God, we are, to, we are bound to obey them unless, of course, they order us to do something in contradiction to God's law. Then we are commanded to obey God before man. Amen. Major, that's helping you out a little bit. No, that's not and helping you I would, out. I would, uh, excuse me. I would like to oh. share something happened to me today. I'm gonna, I just, uh, I try to get up. I had a, went to see a doctor on base, and then he tell me go to the radiology, take a CT, uh, sinus. Then uh, I call over there. They tell me, they report to me. Always, this is the first time it happened to me. Why Wilson? And I said, okay. Then they will not call you to, within two days. Uh, let them know. So, well, they didn't call me. So I called them. They said we did not get a ro no refer from on base. It's okay. I called them. Then they said, okay. Uh, I would like to refer to them as soon as the password. And then she said, uh, yes, ma'am. I'll do it right now. And I said, okay. Then she also tell me if we, another two days they did not call you, let us know. So another two days go by, and they still said they don't have it. And then, so I called base again. Okay, this had been happened two weeks. So today, this morning, I called them again, and then she, she, she answered my call, she asked me my name. I tell him. I tell him that we didn't get it, no refer, uh, no fax, you know, because I give them fax number all their own base. Then here, okay, somebody lying. <laughs> I started mad. Somebody lying. I'm gonna find the who lying to me. I'm gonna go by. I'm not gonna call no more. And they're gonna play. Okay. So I go to the base. When I walk. To the hospital, to a parking lot hospital, 
was so mad. Then I walk in a hospital. <laughs> Come on, Miss Anna. I walk in a hospital. I said, Lord, give it to me idea how am I supposed to right way to talk to them. Okay. What's the right way to talk to them? And so just give me peace of mind. When I started walk from that door to there, I just walk and pray to I went to radiology and then and I my tongue and then I tell her, Oh, I remember your name. And so how can I have you? <laughs> I said, ma'am, and I want to know did you fax him to why was in Dr. Gross' office, and just like I've been told you, and I even give you that fax number two, three times. Can you please check? Did you do that? Because until I say, I'm gonna find out who do who lying to me, and but I didn't say that. And then I she say, I, I think you did. I think you did like that. I said, you know, my mind. Okay, so you. I got some <laughs> so then another lady said, No, I, I we faxed into two, three times. Uh, then they looked through record, they looked through fax machine, all their record, and I said, I would like to have that a copy of it. Would you send it to confirmation on all that? And she said she did, and she gave it to me. Then they call over there, uh, Y Wilson. And the lady say, yes, we, we have it. Then she said, why do you, you told me singletary that you guys do not have it? Well, I don't know what they're saying. Then, uh, then so we got it, we got it. Okay, here's the thing. Until then, in my mind, I was obsessed so bad. So I'm going to go to the house of a commander. I'm going to complain <laughs> and all that. Uh, okay. Amen. You know, all, all that, then, then same time here is. But once I pray, I ask God, keep, you know, giving me peace of mind. And then I tell them, and I appreciate that, that they give me, make me poem for me, absolutely everything. And then finally I said, I said, you know what? I thank you, God. I thank you, God, give it to me this idea to come to see you personally. And then I thank you, God, I can't able to talk to you peacefully. Mm -hmm. You know, after that, mm -hmm. they stood up. All those three steps stood up. Mm -hmm. And they said, yes, ma'am. Thank you for you coming, too, and making sure you would do right. You know, or until then, they were just still this, oh, you did, I did, and all that. <laughs> I think it as simple as that. Daily living is not about, about us. Good, it's about him, all right? Yeah. God did not have that patience. Just like I shared this morning with a, a young lady. God gave me this today to... He want me to have a peace. He want me to have a he's a, a happy. He want me to have a, a loving. And the, he want me to have a share with you that thing. That's yeah. why. And then I thank you, God. And she said, yes, ma'am. Thank you, God. Okay. You know, like again, I say, it's not about me. It's about him. All right? Those inside and daily, we need to do, just like your brother. Brother, he going through seven to four crap. <laughs> oh, I was there too, honey. <laughs> I was there. 
But it take me eight years. Wow. That person to come for me and kneel down, apologize to me. Wow. Eight years. I cry. I thought because I'm Korean, I think that's why she gave me her time. Okay. I'm not alone. Wow. So, but eight years for somebody in, to come in back that period of time, she told me she going through a lot of things. But because of you, I, I pray too. I will overcome. You know, just like well, I'm telling you. A good testimony. <laughs> Did you? That's a good testimony. Amen. You helped me out. You helped me out. And it's my. Amen. It says, um, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of That's foolish right. men. That's right. So, like Latham is saying, what's your testimony? So I don't know how long your peace is gonna be disturbed, Major. But if you live before, God, don't think that 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 boss or that person who is hard and who is Harsh, maybe evil, maybe filled with trouble, is not watching how you, a professed Christian, responds to the way that they treat you so that they can say, See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And so your testimony is greater when you, you suffer trials for good. Not because you did wrong, and let's not get let's let's make let's make it plain. Not you did wrong and you late every day and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and now you're having some repercussions, but you're doing the things that you need to do as a Christian and someone is just harsh, mm -hmm. evil, difficult, for no reason, intentionally, with intent, that malicious behavior, mm -hmm. huh? deep-seated meanness that we discuss. It does exist. For eight years, I work with Walmart. Never work on a Sunday, never. And just because my boss told me that if I wanted that Saturday that I asked her for, if I would work Sunday, like she said, well, why don't you switch and make somebody work for your Saturday and you can't work for their Sunday. Now, me and you have an understanding. But all of a sudden, you are, so I told her, I said, thank you very much, but I already, you know, fix that. I say, I already told them I don't have what they need anyway, so we postponed it for another time. Well, she put me to work on Sunday. That's why you didn't see me. I was at work, and you know what? At first, I was angry in so many different levels. You know, like, <laughs> you're mad, and you'd be, like, talking to yourself, like, <laughs> going crazy. But then I had to remind myself that the church is not a building. The church is in my heart, and I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to smile, and I'm going to take care of people and pretend that I'm not even there. <laughs> yes. And I was mad. And you know what? When she said she had overtime, she said, Myrna, would you like some overtime? I said, absolutely. Please, by all means. You cannot give people power over you. You got to make them believe that they didn't, touch you, even if them hurt you and you know it, and if you even go home and be mad and say, that <laughs> woman. But you know what? At the end of the day, don't give them the satisfaction to see you mad. Adrian, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I like what you said, Ms. Mina, because you say don't let the enemy or the individual get that power over you. I'm going to share something with y'all that's real, real um, that happened to me a while back. Um, you know, wherever there is good, evil is present. And I know you said earlier, Ms. Myrna, that you say that, um, you know, a lot of times you were trying to find your way back to God, but, you know, it's, 
anytime you're trying to move forward, and, and the enemy know he can put a whole bunch of stumbling blocks <laughs> or try to put stuff to, to send you backwards because his goal is to take your mind off of getting on the right track. So let me tell you how, and anytime you walk in good, the enemy gonna attack because his goal, he wants us to fall, especially we who believe in God. That, that's a big trophy for him to get one of us to fall. So I'm minding my business working <laughs> at the shop, mind my business, here comes uh, somebody in, you know? So I got my little music playing and this and this and that. So I guess, now that's why we have to have our spiritual eyes and we have to be aware of stuff. And, and don't let the enemy back you down in a corner, okay? And try to put out your fire, put out your... So the person said, man, and this is loud now, the barbershop full, man, I know you from back in the days. You know, you got your gospel playing. I, I know what you did back in the days and this and this and that. <laughs> Tried to make me feel shame. You see, now if I was a little baby Christian, I would feel ashamed. I would back down, put my, my, my tail in between my legs, you know, and hold my head down. So I said, well, yeah, that was me back then, but since you want to broadcast it, why don't you tell everybody how me and you used to mess around? Everybody look in the shop like, what? I said, go ahead and tell them how me and you used to mess around. What? But I said, let me tell you about the change way now. Let me tell you about this. But you see the whole idea. You're looking at the individual. But sometimes it's the, it's the enemy use them to try to put you down, to put that fire down. You see what I'm saying? Now I put the whole thing out there and say, well, tell them how me and you used to mess around. But let me tell you all about the new way. You see what I'm saying? And I take that opportunity. And, but that's how we have to be. We have to be bold with this thing. We can't be ashamed of this thing. You see what I'm saying? Because somebody might be in the barbershop dealing with that situation. You see what I'm saying? I came too far for you to try to put this fire out. I know who I'm about. I know what stone. I'm a chip off that block. You see what I'm saying? The main corner stone. I'm a chip off of that. You ain't gonna, you know, I ain't gonna say the word, but you know, you ain't gonna make me feel less than. Yeah. So when you know who you're about, man, you can stand up with that power. That's right, you can stand right. up with that authority. <laughs> And the enemy have to flee. You see what I'm saying? It have to flee. So, well, man, a storm, whatever you're going through, he'll give you that peace too. Keep on rolling on. This is real. We're yeah. in a real spiritual warfare. That's right. And the enemy trying to break us down any way he can, any way he could slip in that little crack. Yeah. I don't care how big the problem is. I don't care how small it is. If we believe, we got to stand on that word and be serious with that word, man. Yes, I can agree with what, with what Wayne just said because the enemy is trying to break me down. I'm in a new level with the Lord and the enemy is trying to come strong, but I, the enemy is defeated in my life. Right, I am not bowing for nothing. Amen. I'm standing. Amen. You got to fight. You got to fight God's way. Yeah. You got to fight man, God's I'm, way. I, Adrian, I'm minister later. Let me just say this. I, I ain't going to hold up no more time, man. I remember a while back we had a uh, a sister that was, she was white, they used to come in the church. And they used to marry this sister, probably danced down the hall. Predominantly black church, and here's the other lady with a different skin color, just praising him. But when we go and have that, that, that don't care attitude about our Lord and Savior, I don't care what you say, I don't care what you think, but totally give it to him. You see what I'm saying? That fire, sometimes we hold that thing back, but that little, there's somebody, that's going to light that little fire, and you're going to get catch, and you're going to... I know it's going to happen. But we just got to keep on pressing on, and don't hinder that spirit, man. 
Because we on to something. We on to something. Amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Go ahead. So, <laughs> your life is that testimony. Your life is a testimony. You're, but you're being watched. He said, even the angels, let me pass the tell you, even the angels want to see how this thing is going to play out. But how better for you to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. God, he does the work for the, the building being built. Do you think we Christians attempt to offer God a spiritual sacrifice on our own? Huh? Not like living stones, just as a stone. Without Jesus Christ. You on your own. You think that you can offer sacrifice to God on your own? Well, they try. People try all the time. Because when you're not connected, when you're not a part of God, when you're not in God, and you offer a sacrifice, what you doing? Does he receive that? And I just reminded, I'm going to throw that in there because Wayne got it all fired up in here. But um, there was a message and Jamie Swindell sent it to me years ago. He shared a message with me. And it was like how we offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. How A lady said, hey, I went to Dunkin' Donuts and they out of donuts. I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken, they ran out of chicken. That's like going to Starbucks, they ran out of coffee. I went to this place, they ran out of the main thing that they were supposed to have. And how many times do we come into the sanctuary and try to have church without Jesus? Try to offer up a sacrifice when you ain't living nothing, when you're not doing nothing. How many times? And so that very testimony that you give, when you give it with that same fire, you, it's because you have something living on the inside of you. It's because God is trying to build you up into a spiritual house. He's trying to do something in you when you face those trials and the tribulations. He's doing something in you. He's building you up. Now you either receive it and you go with it his way or you fail the testing. But guess what? You get to do the test again. You get to do the test again. And so it's all with purpose. It's all for a purpose. Dunkin' Donuts and no donuts. I mean, Pizza Hut, no pizza? Yeah, yeah, what? So church, no Jesus? What you doing? But it happens. It happens. It happens, and you can't be a spiritual house. How can you be a spiritual house without Jesus? What are you building up to? What are, you, what are we doing? What are we doing without the sincere milk of the word? What are we doing if Christ is not living in us and we're not... What are you doing if you just stay quiet and, got, and, and just let that person have their way in the barbershop with you because of you are ashamed or because you, oh, man, dang, I didn't want nobody to know that. And some of us are still there. It just hasn't happened to you yet. But what will you do when you face with that boss? <laughs> yeah, because if, if you wasn't doing anything right, she wouldn't be, uh, he or she wouldn't be bothering you. Uh -uh. If they didn't see nothing right in you, they would be bothering you. Right. But once they see that light, baby, they're going to be poking and poking and poking and poking. But guess what? I'm standing. No testimony without the test. No testimony without the test. What are you telling? You ain't go through nothing. 
Or how can you say where you are if you never had to face anything? You never had to battle against anything. You never had to prove. You never had to live this word out. What is your testimony without the test? Come on, somebody. Y'all, I don't know. We way somewhere. We way somewhere. But y'all supposed to be respecting authority on tonight. Amen? You're supposed to be respecting authority on tonight. Amen. So it's God's will that your good lives should silence those who make foolish accusations against you. You are not slaves. You are free. But your freedom is not an excuse to do evil. You are free to live as God's slaves. People don't like that slave word. Show respect for everyone, major everyone. Love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God. Show respect for the king. This is next one. You who are slaves must accept the authority of your masters. This is hard. Do whatever they tell you. <laughs> Not only if they are kind and reasonable, Gloria, but even if they are harsh. For God is pleased with you when for the sake of your conscience you patiently endure unfair treatment. Oh my God. Major, that's all of what you was trying to find out right there. Of course you got, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. And that's why I'm saying if you're doing what you, if you're doing wrong and you get the punishment that's due right. you for doing wrong, you can't say, oh, they're persecuting me. They're after me. And you late every day, and you're not doing the things that you need to be doing. <laughs> but if you suffer for doing right and are patient beneath the blows, God is pleased with you. This suffering is all a part of what God has called you to. Christ who suffered for you is your example. That's what Amanita was telling us earlier. If Jesus went through it, if, if he had to go through it, what makes you think you don't have to go through it? What makes you think you're not going to have to suffer the trials of life or go through something in this life? Go ahead, Gloria. I got to say this. When, I was, when, when it happened to me, the persecution against me, the lies, hmm. I kind of know how Christ felt. It hurt me. It hurts to be persecuting. You know you haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I'm going to sting. That's right. That's right. Hey, look, look, Christ will persecute. It's death. We, we can't stand. They, they just talking. They ain't even whooping on you. They ain't touch you. It felt like it. Right. But you know, and I'm just giving that drastic example yeah. of they spit on him. Now today, can you honestly say, like them, if somebody spit on you? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But yet God's still saying, come on, I see you, Mr. Willie. I see you. If somebody spit on you, beat you, that's, per that's real persecution. We suffering up under them talking. Right. And changing work hours. And, right. and I'm not saying that's not difficult. I'm saying look at the drastic difference in the example that he left for us. Yeah. That's right. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and there's a difference, but he left that example for us to glean from. Amen? Amen. 
You know what? Go ahead. The more they come at you, you know you're doing the right thing. When you're standing and you're standing for what's right and you don't have to bow down to them, you stay focused on your purpose, the purpose that God put you in a place and God put you there. They didn't put you there. You're in that position because God put you there and there's a purpose for you being there. You're going to make a difference in somebody else's life. Stand. I'm telling you, it happened to me. I'm telling you, I'm a living witness. But I prayed and asked God to show me when it was going to be right for me to go. And I still changed lives for 25 years. And like you say, being persecuted, being accused of doing things, and it went through investigations. And guess who came out like a shining star? <laughs> you know, God will reveal the truth. Yes, he will. No matter what, it always comes out. And you keep on inviting people because people around you see what you're going through. They trust you more than they trust that boss. They see it. Most of all, God sees it. Pray for them. Pray for them. We got to move, y'all. Hold up. 22. He never sinned and he never deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted. When he suffered, he did not threaten to get even. He left his case in the hands of God. That's what Joyce was talking about. Who always judges fairly. He personally carried away our sins in his own body on the cross so we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. You have been healed by his wounds. Once you are wandering like lost sheep, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. Amen. Amen. I had a lot more meat over here, but y'all was in here preaching and testifying, <laughs> prophesying, but all to the glory of God. I dare you give God a hand clap of praise for his word that is true. Huh? Hallelujah. God is still yet calling you to spiritual maturity on tonight and, how to, and teaching us how to live in this world and not be of this world. It is possible. Huh? It's difficult, but it is possible. We can come out victorious. Amen? Amen.